Now look on your outlines then, point one right there, point A, I've already spoke to it, but let me just begin to read. On this side of heaven, none of us will ever fully comprehend all that the coming of Jesus Christ accomplished for us. We do have the Bible, however, and we're instructed to meditate in it day and night. Within the scriptures are found the story of a perfect redemption for an imperfect people by the grace of God. How many of you know that not one of you in this earth is ever going to become perfect before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? You do know that, right? You will never become perfect on this side of heaven. Uh, I, you know, I say that joking all the time, but you really do need to hear that. That's one of the greatest revelations you'll ever have in life. You are never going to attain to perfection. If you had to reach a state of perfection before God could use you, who could God use? Now really think about that. I mean, you've you got to keep that all the time because you get... Every day of your life, what happens with normal humanity in the body of Christ is all they're looking at is the areas of the life that they're not doing as well as they could be doing. They're so busy thinking about their weaknesses that they never move forward with their strengths. You have to understand the way your weaknesses get dealt with is by you being faithful to move forward in the strengths that God's given you. So I said again, within the scriptures I found the story of a perfect redemption for an imperfect people by this grace of God. Well, what did Jesus come to do? Now, here's these two statements. Now, you notice when I have these boxes on here, all those boxes are for just for you to take some notes in if you want to. That's all that's about. Statement number one is the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You got that? You have it on there? And there. This is a statement they'll make in all Bible colleges. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. In other words, inside the Old Testament, you'll see the truths of Jesus in type and shadow. And the law was our schoolmaster to take us to Jesus until Jesus came. But the New Testament is a revelation of all the truths that were hidden in the Old Testament. Statement number two, when you really look at it, the Old Testament is condemning and containing. In other words, there was a condemnation that was there because of the sin nature that was at work in the hearts of all of the people, God's people as well. All of God's people still had a fallen nature, remember, on the inside of them. They had not... There was no redemption available at that point. So they all of, it's all of the Old Testament story is, as it were, it's by nature, it's condemning and it's containing. In other words, it was something that just contained people in this law, contained them in a framework of less freedom, no freedom. Statement number, and then the second half of that statement was that the New Testament, however, though, is redemptive and releasing. Everything about the New Covenant, everything about what Jesus Christ came to do is pictured in the word redemption, that he paid a price for us that we could not pay so that we might be free from all the things that had held us down and releasing. Point B, now again, like I said, just as we start this, you have to just bear with me because I know we're going to go slow here at first. But will you agree with me that we are called to preach the gospel in this New Testament? And Romans 1.16, I've got her here, I'll read it in a minute. But really think about this. Paul said, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because, I want you to hear me, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power. Now I'm going to say that over and over again because I want you to hear me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation unto all them that believe. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. But I really want you to keep hearing this. You know, I work with a lot of different pastors and I consistently have times where I sit with them and I have to remind them, 
It is the gospel that is the power. You and I as ministers, I said, we're called to preach the gospel. Nothing else. I said nothing else. We're called to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if I ask you that have been in church for a while what the word gospel means, most of you will quickly say what? What's it mean? Good news. The gospel means good news. And it does mean good news. But I want you to, I'm going to read these two verses in the Amplified Bible. You know, everything I do is from the Amplified. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with the personal trust and a confident surrender and a firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17. For in the gospel a righteousness, for in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. In other words, it speaks about a progression of life that comes when you constantly sit under the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. More faith constantly comes. You're aroused to more and more faith. More and more trust begins to be developed. You begin to trust God because you begin to discover how deep and wide His love for you really is. Okay, it says, As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Now, point one under there, you see the word gospel. This is the Greek word for gospel. And this is something that was interesting to me because a lot of people, all you ever hear the word gospel say, they, they say it means good news, and it does. But this word euaglion, in Luanita's lexicon, other lexicons that I work with, it says that there are four phrases that always need to be connected to, the, to this Greek word euaglion. In other words, these four phrases. In other words, when we say the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is the definition that's a little bit wider. Now, this is the four phrases that should always go along with the word gospel. Point A, news that makes one happy. Point B, information that causes one joy. Point C, words that bring smiles. <laughs> and point D, a message that causes the heart to be sweet. Now, this pulpit is for us to preach the gospel, not our opinion. Hear me? We're supposed to be people that are bringing solutions and answers to folk. But I just want you to hear what Paul and the apostles and all of those of the New Testament preached. They preached the gospel. And what is the gospel? The gospel, listen to me, is news that makes one happy, information that causes one joy, words that bring smiles, and a message that causes the heart to be sweet. I don't know about you, but if you're like me, I've heard a lot of things come from this pulpit that didn't make my heart sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been in a lot of services where I hear a lot of words that do not bring me joy. But this is the foundation, you see. We have to start, you have to dig a foundation before you can build a first floor or a second floor. And you have to, we have to, unfortunately, so many of us, we're going to have to be untaught some things or have some adjustments in our spirit because... Please hear me. I do not, I've told every, for years when I was a director of a Bible school, I, I told the students, and I'll tell you from the beginning, since this is basically what this is. I tell them over and over again that you do not have the right to believe anything I teach you. You hear me? That's as fair as I can get. You do not have the right to believe anything I teach you if I can't back it up with Scripture. 
But also Acts 17.11 is a verse that says this that I've always quoted to my students. Acts 17.11 says that those in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Now listen. In that they received the word with readiness of mind, which I hope you're doing. They received the word with readiness of mind, but they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. 